everyone. Welcome to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels, a transgender podcast journal where I share past experiences and new situations as I slowly step out of the closet to free myself from the tie and live my life completely in the high heels. I'm Jamie, your hostess and friendly neighborhood trans lesbian, and welcome to the podcast. everyone how you like that new opening huh i've been working on that a little bit working hard trying to get some new things for season four and this is it season four is officially started so welcome to the podcast um let me know what your comments are i just i had to do that i chose that music because i love the banjo that was in there the little soft thing and then of course the drums i love drums i love playing drums i miss playing drums i wish i had a drum set that would be really nice Mine ended up getting stolen a very, very long time ago. So I uh, never got another one. And uh, yeah, but I'm a lover of all uh, uh, non-traditional instruments. I don't know. Like I really love the didgeridoo. I love bagpipes. Bagpipes. Oh my God. That will get me very emotional really quick. Um, oh my gosh. Just, uh, hurdy-gurdies. I love hurdy-gurdies. You ever want to meditate? That's good music, is hurdy-gurdies. But uh, welcome to season four. I know it was a little uh, delayed, but uh, Dee and I decided to like really blow up the house. <laughs> so there's been a lot that's been going on. I'm going to try and like put this all, this is a catch-up ex- uh, episode. So I'm just going to let you know what we've been up to since uh, we last recorded um talking about going into Yule and celebrating Yule and everything. So it's been a couple of months, but a lot has happened during that time period. Uh, So I'm going to try and put it all together. Okay, first off, I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season. Um, It was really uh, a wonderful one for us. We uh, had a great time. And then during the new year, uh, it was really weird a series of events ended up happening right as the new year happened. And it just like one thing after another, um, that were not working really in my favor to some degree. Um, but some were, some weren't. Um, I ended up selling, uh, my mom's house. Uh, we had been working really hard on trying to get it, uh, refurbished. And we did that literally right at the beginning of the year. So it was like Christmas, new year's sell a house. And we had been so stressed out. I mean, there was a lot of stress. A lot of stress. When I say a lot of stress, I mean a lot of stress. So we uh, sold the house, got that taken care of. Literally the next day, I kid you not, I got hit with the flu so bad. Uh, I really thought it was, this was, this was COVID. I was like, okay, this is it. I didn't lose my uh, sense of smell. I didn't lose my sense of taste. But then the Omicron thing was really kind of just sort of blooming at that point. And I was scared out of my mind. I hadn't got my booster yet. Um, but I was just full on. I mean, I was sick. I felt like a Mack truck had just ran me over and I was just sort of couldn't move. I felt really achy the whole nine yards. Anyway, we've all been there and it ended up being the flu. 
Um, after going to the doctor, they tested. I mean, they swabbed me. They shoved the little Q-tip. They did the Q- COVID test, sent that culture away, came back negative. I was fine. Um, but then, the oh, no, the one, uh, what really, really cracked me up was the uh, flu one. So they did an instant flu test on me. Nothing came back. It said that I didn't have the flu, which is why they did the, the send away COVID thing. Then the uh, they also did a long or send away version of a swab of flu. And just, if, you know, whatever. So the one that they did instantaneously, you know, or like I guess the quick test, they did that for the the flu, came back, no, you don't have the flu, let's test you for this, but we're also going to do this long-term flu test. That came back after three days, and I did have the flu, part B. Apparently there's two parts of the flu, part A, part B, part B being the worst one, uh, fever in the whole nine yards, and yeah, that's what I had. So that was a bundle of fun. During that whole time period, I just started figuring out like what had been going on I was working, I was happily working, uh, I was at the, uh, of course, at the uh, warehouse, and, uh, but I just started getting, like, more and more run down. I just had a lot, a lot of stuff on my mind. I'm still trying to take care of stuff with my mom passing, um, we're, also, we're almost at a year anniversary now of uh, her leaving us, and... There was just a lot of stuff going on at the beginning of the year. A lot of stuff. Okay, yeah, we sold the house, but there was still so much that had to be done. I had already taken so much time uh, away from work, either because I was sick, doctor's appointments, or I had to do something with the lawyers. I had to do something with a real estate agent. And it really wasn't getting really... It wasn't fair to my employer, um, who was expecting me to be there and do a job. And I wanted to be there and do a job, but I was pulled in so many different directions. Contractors trying to, okay, hey, we need you to come down, look at these tiles. We've got to get this done. We've got to get clearance for this. Um, Money getting frozen. You know, who's going to get paid what, when? The whole nine yards. I mean, it was just crazy. So going through all that, it just takes a toll on your body. And I was so worried and we were so worried and caught up with all this other stuff that I wasn't taking care of myself. And I had promised one of the things during the uh, <laughs> one of the things right before I got sick and we sold the house was it was like, OK, we sold the house. And I told my boss, it was like, OK, well, that's it. I'm not going to I don't need to take any more time off. This is the last thing and everything else. But that was a friggin lie. I was actually I still had to do the grave marker for my uh, my mom which means that, and she's not buried locally, she's buried somewhere else, so I have to travel to that place, which is about four hours away. Then I have to come back home, I gotta do this, we gotta do the whole nine yards. And I'm like, this stuff is still not done. It's not done. I still have stuff, and I'm gonna end up asking for more time off, which again is not going to be fair to my employer. I mean, let's face it. And also at the same time, I was still dealing with a lot of stuff. Uh, I still am. Uh, I'm not I'm not anywhere near the end of dealing with stuff, but I'm still I didn't even allow myself because I was so wrapped up in everything else. I really have not just focused on my mom's passing. I mean, she passed. We tried to get our stuff together a little bit, but I realized I had had a I needed to get a job. 
I'm all of a sudden unemployed. My mom was my employer. So I instantly started looking for that search. So I really wasn't processing completely. I put grief on the back burner and I started looking for a job. Well, I got a job, thankfully, and it was a true blessing as my true self, which really threw me um, in a good way. Don't get me wrong. But I really still had so much other crap that I was dealing with. A lot of baggage. And also not fair to my employer. And I thought about all this stuff while I'm literally laying on my back, staring up at the ceiling, just trying to watch the ceiling fan run around as my head feels like it's going to explode while I have this flu. And I was just like, I, I think I've got to turn I've got to give her notice. There's just no way. This isn't fair. It's not right. And also, I think, honestly, I'm going to give out. I, I really did. I thought that this was, um, I was getting more and more out of shape. Um, I had pretty much gained, uh, well, I lost 40 pounds, as you may, I think, I, I'm sure I talked about that in the uh, previous podcast, but then I gained almost all of it back. I mean, literally all of it. 40 pounds, lost. I look great. I felt great. Now I feel like shit and I'm even more out of shape than I was before. And I just, it was such, it's such a defeating feeling um, to go through that. And, but I was just not in a good mental space. I really wasn't. I was trying to be, but, <laughs> and I had myself fooled for a good long while. I was like, oh yeah, everything's going to be fine. Everything's good. No, no. I, yeah, I was suffering majorly. So I ended up uh, giving my notice. So I had left the warehouse and I am, uh, I, I want to stop and I want to say one thing to that is that my employer is amazing. Um, this is not to blow smoke in any way, shape, or form, but her and her husband who own this business, uh, who interviewed me, who did not want to interview the male that presentation that I was doing for everybody else, they wanted to interview me. And... They gave me that job. They believed in me so much. They gave me that job. And that was just the push I needed. The 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 major um oh I not really a kick in the pants, but like the motivation, the the um uh the reason to do this and the push of if you want this, this is what you gotta do, and you gotta do it now. There's no more putting it off or anything else like that. And I'm probably not saying this really well, but I cannot describe the amount of appreciation that I have for them for doing that and allowing me that opportunity because the confidence that I have had and continue to grow on because of the seeds that they helped me plant are amazing in my transition and actually getting out there. I mean, thanks to them, I can walk into a grocery store <laughs> and it, as my true self and not give a crap. I now go to my hairdresser constantly. Every time I go to my hairdresser and get my hair done, I go as me. Every time I go to the doctor's office, I go as me. Not the male presentation because I started doing those things while I was working. Because I had to. I had to go. If I needed the doctor's appointment, I had to go from work to the doctor, then back to work again. I wasn't going to come home, change, wipe off all my makeup, 
go to the doctor, come back, put my makeup on, you know, basically what I call de-diking myself. You know, you basically wash all the female away and you end up presenting male again. I wasn't going to do that. I couldn't afford that. You know, going to the uh, pharmacy to pick up my meds, I had to do that. I wasn't going to go home at the end of the day, change or de-dike myself, and then go back to the pharmacy. Screw that. I need to get it now. And all the firsts that I had with them because of them um, have just been completely priceless to me. Um, just amazing. Going out to a restaurant, being able to feel comfortable. Like, I would have the shakes. I could feel my heart racing when I first started going out and dressing this and really nervous and everything else. And I was really questioning myself is like, how am I going to handle this? How am I going to handle that? And I still haven't handled everything. But, I mean, I've come to the fact, uh, and this brings me to a really good point. I was talking to Dee the other day, and I, or, or like probably a month ago. And I said, you know, babe, um, I'm, I, I feel more confident. And, and it was because of these wonderful people that ended up giving me this, this job and believed in me enough and liked what they saw enough, uh, in me in order to give me that opportunity. And I will forever be grateful, truly from the bottom of my heart, because they were the ones that really sort of like, Hey, we like you. You're good get out of the closet and uh i feel really blessed so if you're listening uh former employer <laughs> i know you're actually going through uh some surgery or having a uh your shoulder worked on or something and i wish you all the best i am thinking about you but i can't thank you enough i really sincerely cannot um every time i go out every time that i now dress i uh, and I present myself the way that I have always wanted to present myself. I cannot help but thank you and think of you um, in such appreciation, both of you, uh, in such appreciation because if it wasn't for you, I would still be that hidden girl waiting in the house, waiting for that moment of what can I do in order to present? What can I do in order for me to be a little bit more girly in some way, shape, or form, but still hide and not worry about it. And you all have helped me also to be able to up my makeup game. Let me tell you right now, I'm still a hot mess with uh, eyeliner. I look like a three-year-old with a crown, but uh, a crayon, excuse me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you all have given me a lot. Um, and uh, so thank you. That was that was one of the big things. Leaving that job um, was a very harsh realization for me. Knowing that I needed to go back into therapy, knowing that I needed to, not because I was getting in the dark place, but I'm just still carrying around a lot of emotional baggage. Um, dealing with my mom's passing, um, I mean, there's not a day that has gone by that I don't think of her. Uh, things in movies, uh, you know, that get you thinking about your own mother. And yeah, so I'm still dealing with a lot of that. And being able to go back into therapy is huge for me. I have always benefited from therapy. I do a lot of self-analysis, but man, oh man, therapy uh, has definitely helped. Definitely helped. So 
this is, uh, and I'm already seeing the benefits. I've only done a couple of sessions so far, but I'm already seeing the benefits. And I plan on continuing uh, for some time now uh, to continue going to therapy and, and reap those benefits as long as I can. Um, let's see what else ended up happening. By the way, my voice is really weird right now because I literally have spent all weekend long. Um, talk about confidence building. Uh, I told you that I ended up joining a, um, all female, uh, World War II reenactment, uh, group. And we just had a major event this last weekend and I've spent the entire weekend talking, telling people about our unit, what we were presenting at this one event, um, and just working my ass off. And I got to tell you, I'm sore <laughs> and my throat is killing me. Like I'm trying to, I've just talked so much. So I might sound a little deeper. Again, any of you that have listened to any of my podcasts, you know, I'm not crazy about my voice to begin with. I don't think it sounds feminine at all. I just think I feel like uh, like I sound like a higher pitch male, but uh, this is what I got. This is a toolbox I'm opening, and so yeah. And the voice that you hear <laughs> on the opening and also on the closing uh, of the podcast is probably a little bit higher pitch because I mean I was really, really practicing to try and get that upbeat, quirky. Um, uh, voiceover talent, uh, and put all those things that I know that I have learned for 22 years worth of radio and, and voice talent work that I've done and really try to sink that into of a more feminine approach. And, uh, so that's why they may sound really different, but, uh, right now I will try to improve and get my voice a little bit more of a rest, but this is what I got right now. So I'm sorry. Um, bear with me. Okay. Let's see what else ended up happening. So, um, oh, uh, <laughs> so the uh, uh, really weird thing was I was, uh, so in a few months, I've made a decision uh, for this year. A couple of things I'm going to do um, is do some things for myself. And one of those is I'm filing to get my name changed. Uh, I'm going to be doing this uh, probably in June or July, one of those two. Uh, I'm going to finally wait until I finish doing my mom's taxes, legally everything that I was tied to with her at that point would be over. Um, so me being presenting mail, there's no reason legally in order for me to continue going by my the mail name, my birth name. Um, so I'm then going to fill out all the forms and start that whole process of changing my name officially to, um, my given name, Jamie, or my chosen name, I should say, given name, Jesus. It's gotten to a point though, to where like, if somebody calls me by my male name or my dead name, if you will, it's not dead yet, but because it's still legally mine, but that male name, it really does. It just sort of, ugh, it it grinds me and irritates me a little bit to the point where I really don't, I, I have to have sometimes if someone's calling me, they end up calling me a couple of times and I just faint it off as I'm not hearing them because I do have bad hearing in my right ear. I think that it's going slowly, but surely my tinnitus is like getting higher and louder um, some days and uh, I'm getting more muffled in my right ear. So I play it off. 
And uh, but honestly, I don't I don't answer the first time. Sometimes it's not because I don't want to or I'm just like trying to be. Oh, I don't listen to that name, you know, or anything like that. I truly don't recognize it as being me. And I'm sorry. I know that uh, I got yelled at about this, too. Part of this whole thing, too, being presenting. I'm getting mammed so much. And I, I am. Um, it, people are, are like at this event over the weekend. I'm telling people about this and the husband will then come in. I'm talking to the wife. The husband will come over and like, what are you doing? And it was like, well, she's just telling me this. And I'm like, she said she. Oh, I love that. I don't, I don't, that will never get old. I don't care. You can ma'am me till three, you know, till I am in my deathbed. And, and I, and I say this to other women that are like, you know, a lot of other women don't like being ma'amed because it makes you feel old. And I'm like, fuck that. I've earned it. I've hidden for such a long period of time. And I've wanted that ma'ams. I've wanted that her, she, she, hers, you know, I've wanted all of that. For such a long period of time that, yeah, I'm not going to get tired of it. I don't think I'm going to get tired of it. Um, and I do feel that I've earned, uh, at 50, almost 52 now, I think I've earned that ma'am. Uh, so I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I mean, I had men that were there. Cause, so we're doing a World War II. So we're the only female unit there. And there are dozens of male units all around me and I went to talk to you know I talked freely with a number of them sharing military experiences and everything else excuse me and uh yeah and I would get yes ma'am yes ma'am that's right yes ma'am god I love that shit I know it sounds crazy but boy oh boy do I like it uh, I just like the way it sounds, and they're actually, and I have to pinch myself a little bit, like, they're talking to me. I love that. <laughs> I know it's stupid. I know it's stupid, but there you go. This is what I got. So, um, another thing we ended up uh, deciding to do is um, blowing up the house. This is why I haven't recorded, which is because I, my entire office we have ripped apart our entire house because we are doing a massive cleansing. We are trying to exercise the demons. And uh, because we just have way too much crap. Dee had a full apartment. I had a full house worth of stuff when we got together. And we just never had the time to... We went through it a little bit here and there, but there's still so much. Then when we were going through all the stuff with my mom over the past nine years... All of her stuff ended up making it into the house. So three housefuls in one house is just way too much. Way too much. And um, so we decided that we're going to just cleanse one room at a time. And the house just got exploded. We got rid of old furniture, furniture that we didn't want. We brought in a couple of pieces of furniture, or bought new per- uh, pieces um, in certain places to replace old uh unwanted pieces and if I can say pieces a couple more time I will (laughs) but uh sorry I didn't mean to breathe into the microphone there either this is gonna be a really raw uh episode but you know as I said I usually don't do a lot of editing you get what you get (laughs) so thanks for bearing with me I really appreciate that um 
so yeah, we have blown up our house, and my computer was in actually spread over three different rooms, uh, completely disconnected and everything else. So it's taken me a while in order for me to get to this point. Um, the only the only way I had access was to my laptop, and I couldn't record through my laptop. So um, it, it was waiting until I was able to at least put together a, a new desk and get my computer all hooked up and, and get the, the uh, microphones connected and everything else before we could really get into all all of this again. So, um, yeah, that's that's one of the major delays. And we're still in progress. Uh, the downstairs is actually livable. You can see the carpet again, um, which is great. But everything upstairs, like where all my crafting stuff is, my office, literally I had to, it's like a hoarder's house. There's like little pathways of different things that we're either giving away, donating, or throwing away, um, or selling, looking to try and sell some things. So it's been really, really crazy. And I mean, it's like fine-tooth comb some sort of stuff. So it's taking a while, but that's basically been my job ever since I left the warehouse, besides trying to take care of myself, is take care of this house, um, which will eventually be much better. And, and I know I can see the end result. It's just we have to live through all of this before we can get there. Um, let's see. Other big things. Other big things. Oh, uh, okay. So this is a really cool story. Amazing, but really cool. So as I said before, I was thinking of getting my name change and I thought, okay, I have not said anything to my aunt or my uncle, um, who I was in, you know, I'm always in major contact with them. And I think I've talked to them about them before. And I've always had, I've always struggled with coming out to them. Um, I always felt that they were, uh, more liberal uh, they were 180 degrees away from my mom, so I was l somewhat less scared, but I love my aunt and my uncle. I actually associated more with my aunt and my uncle because of their personality. My mom was very much a perfectionist, and she demanded that from her children. Um, and I got caught up in that, but being the person and the personality that I am... I liked my aunt and my uncle because they liked all the... My uncle always, every single holiday, and I loved it to death, he always wore goofy hats or would have the oversized tie. Um, their son is my was my basically my best friend. Uh, we grew up together at my grandma's house when my mom and my aunt would get together. Um, you know, our families would get together. He is a year older than I am, and... You know, he basically, I would come over and play D&D. &D. They were into scouts. Uh, my uh, uncle is a Eagle Scout. I mean, he's he's been active in scouts all of his life. Amazing guy. And has a huge uh, patch collection, which I thought, man, this is really neat. Loved all of this stuff. And they were just really easygoing. And I associated more with them than I did my mom. But the hell I was going to tell my mom that, you know, because... I um, didn't want, you know, getting a spanking or something along those lines or basically being looked down upon or whatever because she maybe thought I was less than or something. I don't, I have no idea. But again, 
uh, I love my my aunt, and my uncle. So if they were to be upset about me being transgender or not supportive, um, they were really the kind of the main last family, immediate family that I had. I had come out to my cousin. And I do believe that I talked uh, in my earlier, I did come out to my half-brother, who happens to be Mormon. Um, so he was not hateful about it, but I don't think that he... <sighs> I don't really know how to place, the, to, to phrase it. Um, it's like he acknowledged the fact, we had a long conversation because he had a lot of confusion about um, sex your your gender and your uh, sexual preference. And I had to explain to him that they are completely separate wheelhouses. Just because I identify as a woman doesn't mean I like guys. That's not my sexual preference. And so he had a hard time wrapping his head around that a little bit, I think. But I think he just took the information and was like, well, okay, that's, that's information. I'm just going to continue uh, treating you status quo as well you have been. And that's kind of been the thing. So I don't talk to him as much, but my uh, cousin's kids, um, so I guess my second cousin, I guess, uh, they come and visit in the area, and I I came out to them. I believe that I spoke to you, uh, that was about uh, October I came out to them uh, when they came out to the area. So that was awesome. So now it was time for me to come out to my aunt and uncle. I knew I was going to change my name, so I needed to prepare them as to what was going on. So I was really nervous. Uh, Dee was right by my side and, you know, you're, you're good. We're going to get through this. You're going to be okay. And <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we, we've got this. And so I call up and I said, I'm just going to call him. I owed her a phone call anyway. I'm going to call her and during the conversation at some point I'm going to I'm going to tell them. So I call, we do a nice little friendly chat. We talk about family, old photos and stuff like that. Who is this to my mom, you know, that type of thing. Questions that I had after going through some of the stuff with my mom. And then I said, "You know what? Let me let me tell you. I've got something if you don't mind. I got something I want to share with you." She's like, "Okay." And I said, "Um, I kept <laughs> doing exactly what I'm doing now. Um, well, um, um, I'm not really sure how to start, I said. And I was like, okay, I regrouped again for like the third time. And I'm like, okay, a while ago or a long time ago. No, that's not how I want it. I was like, okay, forget it. I I'm transgender. And that's how I just said it. I threw it out there. And all I got back in return was, uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, you know, uh-huh. Wait, did my mom tell you? Because I did tell my mom probably about 15 years prior when I first came out to her and I was getting my divorce <laughs> from my mom. Or from my, jeez, oh, from my previous, uh, sorry, I'm trying to go through the story in my head. Um, from my previous wife and my mom was very accepting because I got basically given the ultimatum with a phone shoved in my face uh, while I was living in Pittsburgh saying, you're either going to call your mom or I'm going to tell her right now. So that's how my mom knew was I was damned and determined that I was not going to let her be the person who tells my mom that I'm transgender. She's going to hear it from me. 
my mom, of course, was, as I've talked about before, she was very receptive and everything else. And basically, after watching a few chat shows in the afternoon, became the resident expert on transgender. But she never told me that she said anything to anyone. Well, I, at this point, after coming back to my aunt, I was like, did my mom tell you? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. If I knew that you knew, for 15 years had passed by and you didn't say anything. She's like, well, I figured you didn't come out and say anything, so I wasn't going to say anything to you. But, like, all this worry, all this concern, and I was like, you know, damn, man. I was, like, thinking this whole thing was going to go over. And she was like, so she's like, yeah. She goes, I knew. And... Then the uh, then the the best part that came out of the story was I knew because your mom gave me some of your old clothes. <laughs> Dresses and skirts and stuff and she goes, "You have really good taste." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." And she was like, she goes, yeah, she goes, I was able to take like a majority of your clothes and except for the shoes, they were a little bit big for me. And I'm like, well, yeah, and you know, I wear a size 12 and she goes, yeah, she goes, but oh, you really got good taste in shoes. This was all, this is one of the purges that I was doing that my mom ended up taking, I guess, because I, I was going to donate them and she must have given them to my aunt all 15 plus years ago. I never even imagined. Oh my God! It, no, it's had to be more than that. Um, because it came out to my mom probably around two thousand and three, two thousand two, and I think uh, I didn't move in with her. I didn't get the divorce and everything else until two thousand five. So yeah, it's been a while, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, Good God. So you've known all this time and I didn't, we could have conversed, had this conversation a lot sooner. And anyway, so everything was wonderful. Everything was hunky dory. My aunt, my uncle are just they're Again, they're the amazing people that I knew that they would be. And, uh, both of them were like, well, we still love you. We love you very much. And of course I love them and, uh, all was well. So I get off the phone and I'm just like in shock for like a full day, like telling the story over and over again. Like, and she got my clothes. Like, I don't know whether or not to be embarrassed or relieved. I was, I, anyway. So a little bit of time passed after that. And I'm thinking, well, if they know and they're okay with everything, what if my cousin knew my first cousin the one that was a year older than me the one that I grew up with over at my grandma Dutch's house what if I was if what if I came out to them what if I came out to that person and uh maybe that would be you know just as good I don't know now the cool part was that my cousin my second cousin um, that had come out and I came out to them in October, the wonderful individuals that they are. Um, I love them dearly as well. They live really close to my first cousin. 
the one that I grew up with, my, my, basically my best friend growing up and my closest family member that I, I grew, you know, we did everything. Um, and, uh, so we ended up, uh, talking with my second cousin. I said, well, listen, if you want to, if you, cause there was another matter of family matter that we were talking about. I said, well, while you're there, if you wanted to discuss it and you wanted to talk to, um, my cousin, you know, uh, or your uncle, basically, if you want to talk to your uncle about it, then great. That would be, that would be awesome. You're more than welcome to and just see how it goes. Uh, or if you want me to do it, it's fine. I don't care, but I, I'd like for him to, to now know. Okay. So 15 minutes rolls by. I then get a voicemail from my, my first cousin saying, yeah, I'm calling for Jamie, and I just want you to know that I love you, and I've got your back 100%. I really want to talk to you. I've got a 1,000 questions, and can't wait to hear from you. And we ended up talking the next day for probably two hours, two-plus hours straight, about everything and anything. And I probably believe that uh, I will have him on... Because we were so close growing up, he is one of my windows. He's probably the only window, one of my few windows. Uh, yeah, probably my only window um, to my childhood. I mean, like grade school, you know, like uh, elementary school. Um, and for those of you listening overseas, elementary school for us here in the United States is like grades one through five. Uh, so I wasn't even in middle school at that point grade six and seven and of course high school is or well sometimes middle school can be six seven eight but ours was six seven and then high school was eight through twelve um so yeah i was like flabbergasted and we uh so yeah i've come out to more family members which is wonderful um it's just been crazy it, it really has been a, a pretty uh crazy kind of time and while we're taking, I will say, switching subjects, um, well, no, final word on on the family. I do owe them that. I just, I, I'm really, uh, one of the things that really threw me for a loop was being able to actually connect with family. Um, my cousin, I when I was talking with him, the one I grew up with, uh, not my second cousin, but my first cousin, uh, I don't want to use names yet because I don't really have, I, I really didn't talk to anyone about that. And I, I you know me, I don't want to use real names or, or anything. I've used a nickname, but no other names, no real names. Um, the, unless I have permission, of course. The fact that I actually now at age 51, I finally have family that A, know me, B, accept me and support me and still love me is huge. I I have always felt disconnected from my family. I have always felt like I have absolutely no one. I have always felt um that I couldn't get close to anyone and I would literally I would push them away, like not want to do things with them. I stopped going to family reunions. I used to go to my family reunion all the time. My mom and dad were the ones who put the genealogy together for my family reunions. I stopped because I realized that I was transgender and not uh, everyone was supportive. And I mean, we have a large family that would get together at these reunions. And the last thing I wanted to do was come out and basically be the family freak. And at these events. So I stopped 
and I didn't want to be hurt by losing my aunt, my uncle, my cousin. So basically, I just pulled myself away. And that wasn't fair to them. It wasn't fair to me. But that's what fear does to you. Um, anybody who's been hiding for any length of time, uh, I, I think, would probably feel the, the same way. You just don't want to put yourself in that situation. But sadly, I look back at my life and I've done nothing. Because I was so afraid of connecting with other people. And it's like now having that family is like a new lease on life, which is just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so that's been really just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I ended up coming up with, this realization as I'm sitting around and, and trying to figure out was is that I know that I have put out that we have an online t-shirt shop and the online t-shirt shop has been uh and the reason i'm waiting to talk about this we're now at 40 minutes and i know this is going to go longer but i'm sorry for this being a long episode but i'm covering a lot of crap that has gone through in three months so give me a break uh but i hope you're you're still with me but i'm putting this at this point now because if, if you haven't if you're a true listener you'll know exactly what i'm talking about I created the online uh, t-shirt shop in order for there to be a way for someone who is in an unsupportive living condition or you have someone that is going to check up on you like credit cards, uh, bills, or your uh, online history and that type of stuff that you don't want them seeing something that is supportive of something that's transgender related, like caught between a tie and high heels. So I created the online uh, shop and I never mentioned it before. And so I'm going to mention it now because this is now going to turn into my livelihood as I've quit my uh, warehouse job and I am working on my own. The big thing is I need to pay bills really badly. This I need this to be my job while I try to like work on myself. And I don't want something for nothing. I'm not going to sit there and do a GoFundMe or Kickstarter or something along those lines. I do designs. I've always done design work. I've done web design. I've done graphic design. And I've put together a a good starter collection. I've got so many designs that I'm going to be putting up. Uh, new topics or new lines or groupings of, of uh, t-shirt designs. But it's not just t-shirts. It's, it's other products. And while I was in this little hiatus of trying to, you know, blow up my house and start taking care of myself, I need to talk about this. I need this to be uh, something that is known in order to be able to try and get the word out a little bit more so I can continue to do this um, instead of going flat broke. So I really need your help um, in helping to support this more than ever. And I did that by creating the t-shirt shop. The t-shirt shop is actually called Harry Rump's House of Stuff. <laughs> so I chose this because I like comical names. I like play on words. And if you go to, if you just search, do a Google search for Harry Rump's, it will try to change it to Harry Trump's. Don't be fooled. You'll see a bunch of pictures about Trump going here, but just type in the whole name, Harry Rump's House of Stuff. You'll then come to uh, the first link and you'll definitely see it's an online t-shirt shop. Anything that you purchase on there is going to help me to pay my bills. Allow me to be able to continue um, 
to take care of myself a little bit more and with a little bit more at ease knowing that my bills are going to be paid, we're not going to have our water shut off, and I can continue to pay my fees for uh, web uh, hosting, doing the podcast hosting, the whole nine yards, because I would really... I really enjoy doing these podcasts and I hope that you enjoyed listening to them. Um, and so therefore I really need the help. So Harry Rump's house of stuff. If you go there, anything that you purchase will go to, uh, helping me do that. And it'll help support the, um, the podcast. And I appreciate anyone. If you go in exchange, you get a really high quality t-shirts. I've already bought a few myself. Um, there's other products like water bottles, uh, face masks. Um, there is uh, a number of different products that are on here. So it's not just t-shirts. Um, there's polo shirts, there's hoodies. Um, oh my gosh, mouse pads, stickers, water bottles, mugs, hats, aprons, backpacks, purses, the whole nine yards. It's on there. And uh, so if you like something or if you want to see something on a t-shirt, Send me an email. Let me know. And I'll turn it into a design and we'll name it after you. Uh, also, um, I would like to say thank you to Sarah. Um, and I had permission for this. So I want to thank Sarah so much. She is our very first patron on Patreon. I cannot believe that we have a patron. Um, so I am really super happy about that. And if you would like to be a patron, of course, you'll hear about it in the uh, outro of the show closer, but, um, yeah, I, we've actually got a patron and I'm going to start putting things now that season four is underway. I want to start putting a lot of things in there. Um, however, one of the big things that I'm worried about is I don't know who will be who. So if you do become a patron and you want to get, uh, uh, in on all the, um, behind the scenes stuff, the extra little pieces that are out there, uh, early releases on t-shirts and that sort of thing that I'm going to be doing. Um, even ask me anything sessions if you want. Um, I need you to at least send me a note and send me a note saying uh, your email and that you are uh, just put podcast or something along those lines to let me know that you're a listener of the podcast because the t-shirt shop is out there for everyone. Not necessarily everyone listening to this podcast. So I want to make sure that I take care of you all first and I'll take care of everyone else later on separately with their own stuff. Uh, and I'm okay with that. So a uh, big way to do that. Again, Harry Rump's House of Stuff. If you don't like it, give me some feedback and I'll try to make it better. But that's one of the other things that I ended up doing. And thank you, Sarah, for being our new, uh, our, our, our very first patron to the podcast. Uh, so I really appreciate that. The support is, is just awesome. So yeah, that's a, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, and last but not least in this year, I will at least go for a consultation on doing the muffin removal, basically having bottom surgery. I call it muffin removal just for me to, you know, when I get nervous or itchy about things, it sounds too serious. I like to liven it up a little bit. But yeah, if I get um, at least a consultation, because it's something I really want to do. I really do. Uh, I want to fit better in clothes. I want to feel complete. Right now, I still don't feel like I'm complete. 
and I I want I need to do this for myself. It's the next step, and uh, I really 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 want it. So there'll be more to that uh, coming up. But um, yeah. So there you go. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. I know we've gone to close to fifty minutes now. But uh, I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate any support you all can lend us. Buy us a coffee, do whatever. You know, those are all things that you'll hear many, many times. But uh, every little bit of it will help me to continue uh, making this uh, season four phenomenal. And again, I'm going to try and start getting more online guests, uh, start talking to other people, interviewing more people. I had a lot of great responses when I interviewed um Kara Hamilton uh my my friend and professional witch over in Scotland uh during the Halloween season I'm going to try and talk to her I think for the uh summer solstice which is a very important day um and uh get her on the show again but we will definitely start getting some new people on as well and having some friends in the LGBTQ community um going on so that'll be uh really important we'll have that going on so thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, uh, being uh, hanging with me and, and uh, pa- being patient for this first episode of season four to get underway. And it's just every week from now on, unless something goes on or I get sick and, and uh, or, you know, I just uh, something happens with this computer. But I'm going to try and do every single week and dedicate that time uh, to make sure something's going on. Um, and uh, so there you go. Thank you for listening. You have a great rest of your day, and I really appreciate you listening. Bye bye. If you enjoyed this episode, there are a few ways you can help us continue making great content. You can buy us a coffee at buymecoffee.com forward slash Harry Rump. You can purchase some quality shirts and accessories at Harry Rump's House of Stuff. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Harry Rump's House of Stuff. You can also do all those and contact us on our website at tyinhighheels.com. You can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at tyinhighheels. And don't forget to give us a review on iTunes. And email all of your comments and questions at jamie, J-A-I-M-E-E, at tyinhighheels.com. And as always, happy listening! Happy listening!